This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Let me paint a picture for you, a scenario, if you will. Let's say you're in a, the exciting part of a new relationship and you're thinking to yourself, I want to send some nudes to that person. But <laughs> you're, it's still new and, and you're a little worried because what if they leak them? Mm. What if those pictures get out? What does one do? Well, there's a new app. It's called eGree. And they say it will instantly create a legally binding NDA, non-disclosure agreement. And as soon as your partner agrees to the NDA, you can send the nudes away. And if for any reason they leak those photos, you've got the same protections as you would had a lawyer drawn up that agreement. Wow. Okay. So that might, do you think though that's going to be the big difference? Do you think that's going to make people go, well, in that case, here you go. Here's my boobs. I I did sign that NDA. I don't know. No, but I mean, we do have revenge porn laws in Canada. You're not allowed to intentionally leak out photos of someone, but maybe you want a little more protection and maybe it's an awkward situation like, Hey, just got out of the shower, but I can't get a hold of my lawyer. So we're kind of stuck here. I can't send you any photos until we talk to the attorneys. Now you can do that NDA. I don't right know there anyone who wouldn't be like way too scared to just like sign off on that in that moment. Like, yeah, you know what? Now let's do this. But you know, I mean, I get, people, people are horny. Some people are horny and they will. I don't see it being like a huge difference maker in whether or not someone would send it though. I would think the threat of criminal prosecution would be enough to stop somebody from leaking those photos. My question is, what happens if they do it inadvertently? What happens if you send a nude and they save it and they get hacked or lose their phone? And before you know it, your pictures are online or somebody took your video and uploaded it to Pornhub or something like that. Then what do you do? Is it really anybody's fault? And would this non-disclosure agreement protect you in that sense? These are all questions that I do not know the answers to. In the same way that we have to declare, we're not uh, doctors, so don't take our, our medical advice. We're also not lawyers, and you probably shouldn't take our legal advice either. Either way, it's only 99 cents to download the app. If nothing else, maybe the person you you want to send the nudes to is a moron. And maybe this will scare them enough that they wouldn't even consider leaking those photos or showing someone else. Maybe it's not a full-blown leak you're worried about. Maybe you're afraid, oh, what if they show their roommate or something like that? I don't want to be have my pictures just, passed around uh, the dorm room. All this stuff just takes away from, like, the actual sexiness of it all, doesn't it? Like, it just makes it so paperworky. It's, it's, it's very just paperworky. very not sexy anymore. Very not sexy, but to each their own. I'm glad that there's a little bit of something there, a a cushy layer. If that makes you feel better before you send off those D-picks, great. Fabulous. (laughs) It's just so unsexy to me. Hey, sign this. Okay, here you go. Now here's the boobs.
There you go. Got your paperwork. Got it. Received it. Here's those boobs. There you uh, go. They call themselves the digital revolution to human courtship. Okay. <laughs> Mike Tyson recently admitting he used his baby's urine in his uh, dope testing. Great. How, how deep do you have to go now? If you're one of those people that has to watch someone complete a urine test, because you know this isn't new. People know that some people use prosthetics and have used prosthetics in the past. And we're talking many, many years ago, by the way, when this wasn't even a thought in people's head that someone would do this. Now I think they look into it more. But how deep do you have to go here to look into making sure that those people in sports are actually peeing out of their own units. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't want I don't want that job. I'm curious about the job, but I never are you want sure it. You don't want that job. I don't That'd want be a pretty the interesting job. Day at the I office. don't want the job. Come I can on. tell you, I don't want the job. All right. Pull, pull your pants down. <laughs> I got to do an inspection Wait. here. Yeah, I got to do the poke check. There's probably all a pinch test. Like what kind of test do you need to do to make sure that's an actual unit? You you flick it from the bottom just a little. <laughs> boop. Let's see how bad you flinch when I give this a flick. Like when you touch a dog's <laughs> nose. You go up to it and go, boop. No. Just like that. Just a little little tip of your finger. You boop. be the peen booper then. How much does a peen booper make? <laughs> I want to know the, 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 the salary of a peen booper. Does anyone know? But at what point do you say to yourself, okay, listen, I'm not going to be able to compete in my profession if I don't pass a drug test. You could go and find your baby's urine, or you could stop doing the drugs. That was never an option. Never an option for Mike Tyson, ever. And where is this fake penis store? Where do you go for this? (laughs) Oh, I can send you a link. Is it called boop? (laughs) (laughs) Go to boop.com and grab yours today. (laughs) So here's the deal. He is the former... Head of Israel's space program. He claims that we have aliens, that they have interacted with the Earth, and we've reached a deal. He also claims Trump was about to go public with this, but they told him, nope, people aren't ready yet. Okay, interesting. Don't say anything. So I feel like we knew everything except for the reaching a deal. Like, we knew that they made contact with us. This came out a while back, earlier this year. when, And it kind of got, like, dusted under the rug because COVID was happening and there were many other things happening in the world. And, like, nobody wanted to talk about it. I was like, can we talk about the aliens, please? We knew that they, whoever they may be, made contact with us. But this part is new to us, that they've apparently been in contact, according to this guy. Yeah, the guy told his story to the Jewish press. And I'm reading the story directly from the Jerusalem Post. He says, Trump was on the verge of revealing the aliens' existence. But the aliens in the Galactic Federation, which has been trending since yesterday on Twitter, Galactic Federation, Federation. They said, wait, let people calm down first. They don't want to start a mass hysteria. They want to first make some sane and understanding. Uh, They want to first make us sane and understanding. Until that day, aliens have worked out an agreement to keep their moves under wraps. Hmm. They definitely came in peace, according to this former leader of the Israel space program. He says the deal 
is with the U.S. government and the aliens. It was signed to allow them to do some experimentation. They're hmm. studying how the universe came to be. Okay. They're trying to understand the fabric of the universe. So, they put a hub on Mars. If you think about it, Mars isn't really that far. It's just a hop, skip, and a jump when you can travel at light speed yeah. or however fast they go. So there's an underground base on Mars. Here's the other thing. He says, we've already been there. We went with them and we what? are studying with them on Mars right now. It's an underground base. Do we believe this? I mean, do most people believing this or are we thinking this is a bunch of baloney? Okay, it's entirely possible it's a bunch of baloney. But let me ask you a question. Why would he lie? He's an old man. He says he is an accomplished academic. He's been globally recognized as a leader in his field. Why would he lie he might when be he's little... basically at the end of his life? It wouldn't be the first time we've seen someone who seemed great on paper all the way through. And then out of nowhere, they become a little bit delirious, a little bit cuckoo. Now, are you saying it's... Uh, I'm not saying that's the case here. And I'm not saying it's... it's. I mean, I believe in all kinds of things, sure. But I'm just saying... It just because thus far he has a great track record of this, this, and that. He's getting a little bit older. Sometimes they get a little bit nutty. I mean, 10 years ago, if I told you Rudy Giuliani would be in the position he's in, would you believe it? No, you've got you a You know what I'm there. saying here? Is that uh -huh. we don't really know this guy's mental state currently. Sure. Well, for what it's worth, he claims this is legit. We've definitely had contact with the aliens. We were going to go public. They said no. Keep it quiet. We're going to piss off over to Mars, dig a hole, and start studying there, and then we're nice and close if we have to come back here. It's a plausible theory. I mean, I can kind of see some truth potential in that, but obviously we're skeptical because it seems so crazy. What do you mean? What, did the aliens just land on the south lawn at the White House and walk in and sign this deal? I don't know. And he doesn't say, nearest I can tell, how long they've been here. Like, did they just arrive in the last couple of years, or has this been going on for years? By the way, this man who is making these claims was head of Israel's space security program from 1981 until 2010. He also says part of the reason that Trump was so gung-ho on creating the Space Force is because of this. We had to have a way to protect ourselves if these guys turned into bad guys. All or, right. They're not guys. They're, the I don't know things, what they are. I don't know. We don't know. Is there yeah, a pronoun could... for aliens? Well, this is this is why I need to know more information because I want to know how to address them, them, it, them, I guess. We need to know these things, you know? Cat's out of the bag. The aliens are real. Perfect 2020 conclusion right here. <laughs> we heard rumors earlier this year. Now it's a done deal. If you believe this guy, I've got the article up right now. If you want to read more at scottandcat.ca, there is no shortage of food scams out there. People have figured out little hacks to get a little more. I think people who like burritos know that you get more actual food in a burrito bowl mm -hmm. than you do in a burrito in a tortilla wrap. 
The same works for uh, pita. If you go to Pita Pit or Extreme Pita or places like that, if you order it as a bowl, yeah, yeah, you get more toppings. But some people figured out that you can still have all that food and still get it in a wrap if you order the tortilla or the pita on the side. Now Chipotle has caught on to the scam. (laughs) We played our cards one too many times, guys. The tortilla on the side scam is now over. They're going to start charging if you want the pita on the side. You know. Who screwed this up? Somebody did. Who let them in on the secret that we all knew that they had no idea about? There's Who's a lot responsible of, for this? There's a lot of, you know what it is? It's probably TikTok. Blame it on TikTok because everyone has a hack or a thing. And then what do they got to do? They got to put it on TikTok so everybody sees it, including the marketing people of those locations. And then you screw it up for everybody else. I've seen it countless times. We've seen similar things happening from McDonald's, or Burger King, or any number of establishments where, hey, guys, if you actually want it for cheaper, this is what you order. Or if you want more for your money, this is what you do. Right. Stop putting it on TikTok because you're screwing it up for everyone. Now, every time, we're going to have to pay an extra 25 cents to get that tortilla on the side. You know, frankly, I wa- that's an expense none of us needed Honestly, right now. the quarter could have gone a long way somewhere else. Thanks. <laughs> Could have gotten extra dipping sauce when I ordered pizza. Eh, that's right. <laughs> I am you. <laughs> Ugh, I don't know how I feel about this one. Uh-oh. I, I'm going to let you go first here. Maybe that'll shape my opinion on this one. A uh, woman in Tennessee, angry after her gym told her to cover up and put a shirt on. Again with these stories all the time. Okay. She was working out in a sports bra. The gym staff took issue with that sports bra, telling her she would need to put on a shirt to continue her workout. Okay. Well, is that the gym's policy? Does it say that that's exactly what the policy is? You must wear a full shirt or what's going on there? Because I know some gyms will have that in place so that they can say, no, 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 you got to cover up. And that rules for everybody. They offered no explanation. She says, my workout was in interrupted and I was told to take out my headphones for someone to tell me get a shirt I need one on and that if I wanted to continue my workout I had to put on a shirt what so you're telling me that because three inches of my waist is exposed that I'm not welcome in the gym but meanwhile Chad is over there with a cutout yeah, that shows his whole nipple. That's right. Yeah, Chad's nip is out. I totally, I, this is this is the problem too, is that if you're going to put these rules in place, put it for everybody. Full t-shirts, if that's the kind of gym you want to run, ugh. especially these days, you know, have fun with that. Because there's a lot of people that will just pack up and get out of there and go to somewhere who will let them wear a sports bra. It's a sports bra. It's a sports bra. I think it's I think it's kind of ridiculous to be honest with you. Is a sports bra good workout attire? I mean, you probably oh. wouldn't work out in a regular bra. That might be exposing no. too much. No, and you still need that support, right? You need the girls to have some support. Sports bras are fabulous for it. That way you can still do all your workouts. And most people will wear a shirt over top of it. Yes. That's most people. But there's a fair amount of people that will just work out in a sports bra and who cares? Can I tell you, I wouldn't even notice this. I don't know how this became a controversy. When I'm at the gym, I'm focused on me. There could be a fire on the other end of the building, and I wouldn't notice because I am in the zone thinking about my workout and what I need to do. And then I want to get out of there as quickly as possible. 
Mm-hmm. Who had the time to sit there and look around and notice, oh boy, that girl's in just a sports bra. I'm going to go and complain. By the way, Fitness Magazine says 65% of women avoid the gym over fear of being judged. I'm not surprised when nonsense yeah. like this comes up. And like I said, you know, 2020, where a lot of people are just deciding to do their own thing and, and avoiding the gyms entirely, that's a risky move if you ask me. Bad publicity is not what you need right now. No, you're lucky to be open. Who cares if somebody's working out in a sports bra? And we don't know if you'll be shut down again. So why don't you just let the people work out and pay their monthly fee? By the way, she does have a point. She says there's a lot of guys who will work out in like a mesh shirt and you can see their full nipple. Yeah. I at least was covered. That is a pretty serious double standard, right? I don't want to see anybody's nipples at the gym. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. I want to just work out. It's got to be a blanket policy. Like I said, if you want a t shirt policy or a minimum tank top policy, put that in place. Make it specific. Cotton or whatever other material, as long as it's not like a mesh. Put that in place and make that a policy for absolutely everybody. You can't ha- you can't do that. Absolutely. Re- really? We should specify even the material that well, it must be? if you want mesh, you're going to get mesh. And then what's the point? There's almost no point in even wearing a shirt. I mean, technically, there's something over you. But if you can see right through it, it kind of defeats the purpose. People are still asking me about the speakeasy that you built in your basement as a COVID project. <laughs> people love it. And as it turns out, a lot of people did do some sort of a project. of homeowners did at least one home improvement project since March. Sure. I mean, I think we all came to terms with the fact that we're going to either be doing much, much less traveling or not traveling at all. We need to make sure that our home is also a bit of a has a bit of a vacation-y vibe to it or somewhere we can go to kind of get away from it all. Right. Or at least make it nice to look at at the very least. The top five projects we took on. Painting was number one. A third of people in the last six months say they've painted at least one room in their home. Improving the yard or working on landscaping was number two. Recocking the kitchen or bathroom was number three. That, by the way, is the worst job. So messy and gross, right? I once tried to do that, and I'll never do it again. I was doing the uh, shower in my master bedroom, and I had to get underneath where the water comes out, the spout. And I was laying in there and it dripped all over me. Cat, I had cock all over my face. It was awful. All awful. You'd think we were in the podcast. No. Yeah, that that happens from time to time. You just gotta shake it off. It's a horrible job. I I don't know how people, there's people who do it professionally and they're so good at it. Good for you guys. Not my specialty. Uh, Retiling the kitchen or bathroom was number four, and plumbing fixes was number five. Mm. I can't believe that many people did it. No wonder Home Depot is so busy oh, all the time. It's insane. <laughs> and, it, and anybody who attempted to do any kind of decking or fencing through this, you know there's a shortage because that's all people would do. And if you know someone, you get lucky, you can actually get at that wood. But uh, wood is hard to find, too. It's true. Getting at wood, caulking. I think we've done enough for this break. What about you, Scott? I'm pretty sure we're good. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party 
or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. I think we are. Life as we know it is about to change, friends. Bed Bath & Beyond is discontinuing the coupons. <gasps> the horror. <laughs> the Hold on. The horror of it all. Before we go any further, uh-huh. are we saying coupons or coupons? Don't say, I don't, I'm a coupon. Don't you're, do You're coup- a coupon girl? Coup, drives me crazy. You're the coupon. Okay. I don't like it. So I'm coupon. So no more of those 20% off one single item coupons coming to your email every day. 40% off your entire right purchase. Away. Some exclusions apply. Some, Some exclusions apply. I was just going to say those coupons, they're not good for about 95% of the store. It's like, use this on everything but electronics, things, food. Well, what else is there left? It's almost like they sit down at Bed Bath & Beyond and ask each other, what do people like here? Okay, exclude that from the coupon. Right? <laughs> What so, and, and I'm always left at the counter going, well, what can I use this on? <laughs> like, which one? Oh, that little tea light? That tea light there went from $1.99 to less money. Okay. All right. Seriously, there's so many exclusions. So obviously they're doing this for those wondering to help out. They want to boost profits lately. I guess enough people use it that it, it gives, makes a little bit of a dent. But let me ask you something, because that's a risky move. Mm-hmm. Some people only go to Bed Bath & Beyond to use said coupon. They right. could get it elsewhere. Obviously, we all know that. They could go to Walmart and get the same, maybe similar things. They could go to the Bay and get similar things. But maybe they go there because they have that 20% off that one single item. So it is a risky move. We'll see if it works for them. They already, I mean, I think this is their last ditch effort, to be honest with you, because they've already announced they're closing 200 stores over the next two years in Canada and the U.S. So I think this is this is it. This is the last, let's try this out and see what happens and see if we can recoup some money, especially ahead of Christmas, where they tend to make the most money. Offer excludes as is Baby Jogger, Baby Leto, Baby Zen, Belkin, Wemo, Bliss Lights, Bob, Breville, Oracle, Britax, Bugaboo, Carters by Da Vinci, Cybex, Platinum, Da Vinci, Diamond Dino, Dyson, Amber. I could go on for a lot. You're this only is like on the D. Small book. <laughs> there's a long, there's a long ass alphabet ahead of that. <laughs> Why you see don't what we're you saying? tell us what it does work on? Yes. <laughs> Sheets. Oh, thanks. Great. Not the good ones, though. Oh, oh no, 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 no. You got to get our Bed Bath Beyond brand only. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can read more about that at scottandcat.ca. You like sex in the city. Yes. You have something in common, then, with the kangaroo. Huh? This is wild. Jogger in Australia, attacked by a kangaroo out on her run. Let me tell you the story, and then I'll tell you why this happened. Okay. She was out for a run in a Melbourne suburb called Beaconsfield. There was a kangaroo that she thinks took a special interest in her. It started following her and even jumping over fences to get closer to her. Now, by the time the kangaroo was making its way over a third fence, she knew something was up and she was in trouble. So she tried to flee, go in a different direction. That's when the kangaroo did what kangaroos do. It kicked her in the back and knocked her over. The nerve. She said, I put my head down because I thought, oh my goodness, it's going to claw me to death. Luckily, she was able to get back up. She inched away. She got away long enough to get to a stranger's home. 
But when she was on the ground, she figures she was there for a good 20 minutes while the kangaroo just sort of hovered over her. This has never happened to her before and she goes for a run every day. Do you know what the difference was this time? <laughs> she had just put on Sarah Jessica Parker's new perfume. Oh, there we go. The kangaroo sniffed her for 20 minutes before finally giving up and letting her go. And then she made it to a nearby home where she called for help. Wait, can we just backtrack for one sec? Because I know this is a crazy story, but I'm really just focusing on one thing right now that I can't get out of my mind. And I need to clarify. She was going for a run or a walk or a jog. What was this? It was a run. And she was wearing perfume for said run? Or did she just happen to have the perfume lingering on her from the day? Because who goes who goes for a run and puts perfume on? That's interesting. She spritzed some perfume on before she did Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, I don't know a lot of people that would do that. Or am I in am I in the wrong here? I mean, deodorant, yeah. But perfume? Anyway, that's a little bit. I mean, she kind of deserved to be attacked for that. When authorities came to assess the situation, uh-huh. a ranger told the woman it was likely your perfume wow. that made the kangaroo take such an interest. Sure. She also admits she knows perfume was a strange thing to apply before her morning run. But there she had is. briefly misplaced her deodorant, and uh, that was all she could see, find. See, and I'm sorry, that was the whole part of the story I was the most focused on. So I'm glad I've got some clarification on that. Yeah. Okay. Um, You know what? It, animals have very sensitive noses. I think everyone sure. knows this. Everyone yes. knows this. Everyone uh-huh. from your dog. Does you, I don't know if everybody else's dog notices. My dog will notice if we're wearing something different or obviously if we've been around other different people than we do on a day-to-day basis. My dog knows. My dog knows you're in a stranger's house. You're in a different place. Where were you? What's going on here? I need to sniff you hard to figure out what's going on. They're very sensitive. Kangaroos, no different. So when they smell something different and fresh, like a Sarah Jessica Parker perfume, which, by the way, the last one I smelled from her, she's got a line of them. <clears throat> Not so nice. Oh, really? But to each their own. To each their own. Kangaroos Not, seem to like it a lot. The, w- that makes sense to me. Makes sense to me. I never want to go to Australia. It just seems like there's way too many things that are interested in too many things and yeah. they all want to kill you. Yep. <laughs> Everything there says stay away, but the views are pretty, but stay away. Imagine going for a run and you end up boxing a kangaroo over the perfume you oh wore because you couldn't find gosh. your deodorant. I that's- mean, that's next level. Do you think someone should be held accountable for the reviews they post online? Do you think that if they say something that is defamatory or just flat out untrue, the person who was the victim of that review should be able to sue them? Oh, should be able to sue. You know what? If if you can prove that what they said is false, um, I needed some examples of defamatory specifically. But if okay. you can prove what they say is false, like let's say um, I had somebody come and install something in my house and they did a perfectly fine job. They did everything right. And I go to write this vicious review and you can prove that what I said wasn't true. Yeah, you should get in trouble for that. Sure, because that's someone's livelihood. It doesn't seem like anybody's actively going after that sort of thing that I've heard about anyway, but there's an American guy who criticized a resort in Thailand in what they're saying was a series of bitter online reviews. He could wind up behind bars. The resort is suing him under Thailand's harsh defamation laws. Hmm. Wow. 
This stems from an incident at the Sea View Ko Chang Resort back in June. He and some friends went to the resort because they were having a decline in tourism. They were offering some really good deals. He tried to bring his own gin into a restaurant at the resort and argued with staff over the $15 corking fee. The dispute escalated into a blowout with the restaurant manager and it later later boiled over onto the internet where he wrote some bad reviews on Google and TripAdvisor. Apparently, that's not okay there. And I kind of think, eh, there's a lot of people who write some pretty nasty stuff and some of it might not even be true. But is anybody policing that? Should you be held accountable for the reviews that you write online? Okay, so someone here says, oh, I agree. Uh, Always take online reviews that are negative with a grain of salt. I think negative reviews are many times over-exaggerated, but they do help paint a bit of the picture of the organization or product. Yeah, and that's why it's good to look overall, right? How many people gave it a one star and why and if there's enough yeah that makes sense they it's probably a big red flag right but if it's just one or two people that were just pissed you just need to understand that maybe they're just pissed about everything in life uh, this- um can i give you a quick example of where i found online reviews to yeah. be completely ridiculous so i bought something despite the reviews it was one of those outdoor living sets you know it's like the little love seat and two chairs and a coffee table for your outdoor patio yeah I read the reviews and people said, it's impossible to put together. Oh, it took me hours to do. And they said one person can do it in an hour and it took five hours and the pieces don't fit together. The holes don't line up. So I thought, okay, well, I know this is going to be a pain, but I'm fairly uh, competent in assembling things. So I'll get it. I put it together in about half an hour. And I realized because I read the instruction booklet you're not supposed to tighten the screws until all the screws are in. So you I'm assuming. Ins- Wait a minute. You read the instructions? Well, this is the thing. Wow. There was people. People were crapping all over this product because it was so hard to assemble. The very first thing it says in the booklet of instructions is put the screws in, but do not tighten them until all the screws are in place. <laughs> so that was just people who didn't read. Uh huh. Yeah, no, you're you're right. You're right, and that's what you have to look into, right? That's exactly what you have to look into. Ryan says, "I totally think people who lie online and reviews should be held accountable. No more hiding behind your keyboard and spouting nonsense to get attention. People should be held accountable for what they put out there, both verbal and written." Thank you for that, Ryan. Appreciate it. Okay, so before you give me this answer that might change my mind, uh, we did get a text in about who pays on the date. Who's paying? Uh, somebody here says men should pay. Women get their hair done, their nails done, they buy an outfit. Men just get showered and then shave and then they're out the door. That's it. So women, in this person's philosophy, women spend more money for that date to get ready before they even get to the date. So men should fork up the dough. You know, I don't ever remember asking a date. Could you make sure you get your nails done and do your makeup and make sure your hair looks good, too? I, I don't think I've ever asked a woman to do that. But you we might judge the woman if she isn't, you know, put together. Is that not her insecurity? Not mine? Is that not her that's thinking, oh, I better do this. I better do that. I better get my nails done. I better get my hair no, done. No, nobody's forcing the person to do it. It's just a point that somebody uh, put out there by text. You think whoever asked the other should pay for dinner? Yes. If you're asking that person out, you know, if you finally get up the nerve to ask that person, hey, do you want to go out? Do you want to get dinner? Do you want to get lunch, coffee, whatever it is? They say yes. 
you pay the bill. Don't care if you're a man, you're a woman, you're out with a man or a woman, don't care. It's you that should pay the bill because you are the one that proposed the date. I realize this is pretty traditional. Some people will disagree, but I feel like the guy should always pay. Not because the woman put effort into cosmetics, but I just feel like it's a gentlemanly thing to do. Okay, but what I, about I in, the, in the case where a man asks a man out? We're talking about a gay couple. Then um, what's your, philo- where's your where does your philosophy lie? Do you not agree with me then in, th- in that case? Whoever ordered the more expensive entree pays for dinner. Oh, keeping tabs of that during dinner? That's the stupidest thing. Come on. Well, you had chicken and I had the Wagyu steak, so I better buy. No, you ask the person out, you pay. Jenna Hawking published this online. She says it is a deal breaker if she goes out and if most women go out and he does not pay. Here's what she says. I can go out with a perfectly lovely guy, but if he goes tight on the bill, it's an instant turnoff. So let's end this debate once and for all and just say, guys pay for the first date. It's hot, it's manly, and it gives us something to brag to our friends about. The only time I will split a bill is if there is no potential for a second date. Okay. Yeah, first of all, splitting bills, my opinion, stupid. Don't split a 50-50. I know there's a text coming in, by the way, that said, if it's a man to man or woman and woman, just split a 50-50. That, come on, come on. Just one person paid, then the next person paid. That's still 50-50. If you have a second date, it works out evenly. And it's a pain in the butt for the server too. Yeah, come on. I mean, 32, or you had this and I had that. Let's split that up. Or we'll make the server reissue receipts. It's awkward. It's, It's awkward and weird. I feel like that's weird too. One person should pay. In in my experience, it has always worked out that I always did, and I like it that way. I'm also the guy who wants to order what I want to order. If I want to have a couple of martinis first, yeah, I'm going to have a couple of martinis. If I want a bottle of wine, I like good wine. Oh. So I'm ordering what I want, and I don't want to saddle somebody else with that bill. Yeah. So for my own comfort as well, I order whatever I want, and I pay that bill. Hmm. And, and you know what? You can order whatever you want too. Whatever you want, sky's the limit. You're out with me. No problem. But I will not split a bill. Yeah. And I'd feel very uncomfortable if somebody tried to buy one. Do you put any stock in that? That it's just a manly, masculine thing to do? No. And guys should always pay no, the bill. No, I don't buy into that at all. No. Really? I thought no. this would be the deal breaker. The one no. that would convince you to come over to my side. No, sorry. No. Hmm. Like, I don't know what it is about it. I hate that whole concept of if we're talking about a heterosexual date that the women, oh, they they shouldn't pay ever. No, if if the woman goes out of their way and asks that man out, fork up the dough, sweetie. Yes, you're paying. Yes, you Mm. should be a strong, independent woman. Pay the pill. Pay the bill. I can see if it was his birthday or something like that, but there's lots of other things you can do to celebrate his birthday. So I don't know that the payment thing is... uh, We'll uh, discuss it a little more in the After 9 podcast today, actually, because then we can spend some time on it, and I'll give you some examples. Okay. Sure. (laughs) Maybe I'll post one of my receipts. (laughs) Oh, trust me. I paid your barbell before. It was not fun. Yeah, it hurt a little bit. It it does sting. Mm -hmm. Sorry about that. 16 martinis. We were only here for an hour. (laughs) (laughs) This one's getting a little warm. You better start up the next one. These martinis are $20 each. What? Is this a typo? Oh, you know what? That's another thing we should talk about in the podcast is 
don't try and pull the wool over my eyes. Charging $14 for a martini, and I'm not going to say which restaurant in town did it, but $14 for a martini is obnoxious. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. That's why we bring a flask everywhere we go. Yeah. That's why we smuggle booze in now. Joke's on you. That's (laughs) right. In case you haven't been following along, there is a trend that's happening now on social media. Where I started, where I am now. Two side-by-side photos. And sometimes it's the person as a kid and then them as an adult. Or it's them in college and then them doing their career. Right. It's, uh, eh, it's okay. Need to see how people have progressed. Now there's a new one. I'm offended. (gasps) (laughs) You don't get offended that easily. So I'm so curious. I'm going to stick up for my boys here. This one is my place versus his place. (laughs) Women are filming their nice, clean place. And then they're posting a photo side by side of the horrors that they see when they go to their boyfriend's house. Mm. Mm. Things like um, rusted shower rods. Fridges that are filled with nothing but beer and ranch dressing. McDonald's (laughs) containers all over the place. (laughs) Beds that aren't made. Piles of laundry. Hey, I live alone. Mm -hmm. My place is a solid probably six and a half out of ten. I mean, I don't think you'd be completely grossed out, but I also don't think you'd be impressed at the same time. I'm busy. I, that that is a trend, but I would like to see people switch it the other way around too. I know some pretty dirty girls. Yes, I know some pretty filthy girls, and more particularly, maybe it's not necessarily their place. Their cars are. Mm, you're so nasty. right. Nasty. Like you realize when you chuck it in the back seat, it still stays there, right? It's not like this disappearing magical place where it just vanishes. That the compost wrap, in the back yeah, seat. Yeah, that wrap you ordered for curbside pickup, the half wrap that you didn't finish and you threw back there. It's it's not going to walk itself to the garbage can. You need to do that. It's gross. <laughs> and uh, a lot of my female friends do have that issue. I'd say over the males that I know, whose cars I get into. So maybe guys, if you want to flip the script. Do it to the car. My car versus her car. Do it. I bet you you you're cleaner. Do it to her place, too. Because girls, uh, stereotypically, probably have a more organized place. Maybe a cleaner place. Maybe. But all my guy friends are clean freaks. They like nice, clean, spotless, that sort of stuff. And I'll bet you that if you go to the dark corners of her place, you're going to find some (laughs) nasty stuff. So if she dares throw you up on that, that, that thing on social media, my place versus his place, like Kat said, you flip the script, you go digging, you find out what she's got that isn't looking so organized. (laughs) Everyone's dirty in one way or another. You just got to find that dirty spot. What about her makeup counter? You check her bathroom? Check it. Do it. Mirror? How's the mirror looking? Searching for the dirty spot sounds like fun, to be honest I'm, with I'm you. I'm trying to help you out, guys, because I know there's dirty men and women, and we're both dirty in different ways. <laughs> Just find the dirt. Trust okay. me. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. (laughs) And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. 
<laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.